Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Rock Thomas. Thanks so much for being on the show, Rock. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, pitch and catch with you, Whitney. You know, I seen I seen Rock on uh, I don't know if he's on YouTube or on how I first seen him, and it wasn't too long ago. And I thought I've got to have him on the show, and, and so I'm so grateful to have him here. And uh, just I know his story and his background is going to just resonate with so many of the listeners. You know, you've probably seen him on the the Goldcast uh, video, and uh, he's impacted over 70 million lives. He created the the hashtag I am movement and is known as the one who will help you redefine your life. Certified NLP practitioner, self-made millionaire, best-selling author and world-renowned speaker, uh, Rock Thomas skyrocketed to success, earning awards, shattering records and becoming one of the top 50 realtors in the world. Wow. Um, that in itself is a, a major feat, but uh, Rock, you know, uh, get us started. And in case, you know, the listeners that haven't heard of you before, uh, you know, give us some of your background and, and uh, you know, we, we want to really get into that inability to taking action that you're just such an expert in. You've helped so many people overcome. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their story. It's funny thing is when your story is happening to you and you're living your life, you don't realize that you're overcoming a bunch of things that later may become a story for other people to lean on. So I was a, grew up on a farm and I learned how to work hard. I had a tough dad I had a gypsy mom. I kind of was emotionally abandoned. It taught me to be strong as an individual growing up. I believe that in life, if you do what is easy, life will be difficult. And if life gives you difficult up front, then you develop the muscle and things become easier. Fortunately for me, my life was difficult and I was able to push through it, overcome, persevere and grow. And from that, I became very capable of developing a thing called a work ethic a high level of curiosity. And with those two things, you can really achieve anything as long as you never quit. Unfortunately, most people look for the easy route all the time. The brain is lazy. And therefore, they're trying to find the pill, the potion, the lotion, the hack, and how to get there quickly. And really, as you know, that you know you don't wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and you wait because it grows slowly. So it's like the human experience. We grow slowly. And I've, I've learned a few things. I've still got a lot to learn, but I learned a few things. I have 36 streams of income today, multiple businesses that operate on their own. I just came off the golf course. Um, my life is pretty awesome, but it, it was learned from small little things. And hopefully I can share some of those little tips and tools today and maybe somebody can try them out in their life. Yes, I, I hope so. And, um, you know, so... That inability to take action, you know, get us started on maybe some of the biggest things that you see people struggle with, you know, in, in this, that they're having the inability to take action. Yeah, so the funny thing that happens, Whitney, is that we all grew up with labels and our parents download their programming to us. Uh, our brothers and sisters, our, our priests or pastors, whatever. And we're all imperfect, as we know, and we're also perfectly imperfect. But I was given the label of pizza face because I had a lot of acne. And what happened was that as I woke up and looked in the mirror, what did I see? I saw an ugly child. 
and we all want to belong and matter. And I didn't feel like I belonged or mattered anywhere. I had no self-worth, no self-esteem. I, I wasn't being encouraged. I was challenged, but not encouraged or reassured or acknowledged. So my little monkey mind brain said, you're useless. You're ugly. You're stupid. So what happened is I didn't go to school. I told my mom I was sick. I stayed home. I got stupider. I got left behind. I got left out. And it led to me being a very lonely child that didn't move forward. I believe that everybody, Whitney, has a pizza face. They're too short. They're too tall. Um, they're not good with words. They're introverted. They're bad with people. They're bad with numbers. They made a mistake and they hang their life on that and they think that's who they are. Here's the thing is you can change any label, any label. It doesn't matter. There's short people that make it in basketball. There's people that are bad with math that are great realtors and have somebody else do the numbers. There was a coach, I'm a Canadian, there's a coach in the Montreal uh, Canadians, one of the best hockey teams in the world that could not read. He bluffed his way all the way to be a coach without reading, sign a contract without reading. There's always a way when you're committed and creative. So you got to find out what it is that you want. Mark Twain said there's two really important days in your life, the day you're born and the day you discover why. And for those of you that go, yeah, but I rock, I don't know my passion. And uh, people tell me that all the time. I say, just do the thing in front of you at 100%. Sweep floors really well. Clean toilets really well. Serve the coffee with a smile on your face. Show up 100%. And somebody's going to go, damn, that Whitney is turned on. We got to give him a promotion. We got to give him another opportunity. But if you're waiting for the opportunity to knock you on the shoulder, somebody else will step over you to get it or step through you or around you. So I believe you got to take that label, whatever it is, your weakest way that you talk to yourself or describe yourself, find the antithesis. That's the opposite. I went with ruggedly handsome, pizza face to ruggedly handsome. Clint Eastwood was my idol. He was my reference. He was my act as if I was Clint Eastwood. And I stepped into it and I became confident. I went from working hard as a carpenter to working smart as a real estate agent that I bought the company because I said, why not me? Why not me? I could do this. And I bought the company I had 270 agents that worked for me. And I sold a billion dollars a year. I started to buy real estate. I've done syndications. I've done all kinds of things. And all of this is because I just changed a label. So find out whatever that label is for anybody. Um, I don't have enough time to do. Everybody has 24 hours in the day. And if I'm committed, I'm focused, and I choose the priorities, I can achieve as much as Bill Gates or, or Steve Jobs. It's up to me. Change the label and then repeat it again and again until it becomes part of your persona or what I say is the power of your identity. Mm, I like that a lot. You said so many things. I love the, the show up one, uh, 100%. That's incredible. So, um, And the why not me? Why can't I do it? Why, if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, so how do you stay focused, Rock? You know, you talked about just being focused and, you know, that, that person that's just getting started that says, I, you know, I've tried all these things and I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but what am I supposed to focus on and how do I stay focused? So I have triple M. So find your mentor that's got the result that you want. Model them until you master what they mastered. If you're bumping your head up against the wall and you're trying to do it on your own, which a lot of men will do, some women too that are in their masculine energy, they don't want to ask for help. Chances are you're going to have to learn the longest way, which is experience, right? 
Warren Buffett said that the best way to learn is to learn from your mistakes. But an even better way to learn is to learn from the mistakes of others. So you model somebody like I did. When I got in real estate, I had this guy who saw me struggle to make one sale in the first year. He took me under his wing and he says, I want you to do everything I say. And if you do, you'll be the number one agent. And I had the faith. He looked me in the eye. He told me that he believed in me. And I was looking for somebody to just tell me what to do. I knew that I didn't know what I didn't know. And I made 32 sales that year, then 45, 65, and 101. The average realtor sells six homes a year. So I was moldable. Maybe it should be the four M's, right? Mental, model, master, through molding and be moldable until you get there. So if you're frustrated and you're tired and it's not working and you feel like quitting and all of that, you probably don't have a mentor. So, you know, help, help that person get started, uh, you know, following on, you know, they, maybe they've, I don't know, they're finding a mentor. I do hear that question a lot. Well, how do I find a mentor? How do I find that person, you know, that's going to take me under their wing when I don't have anything to offer? Yeah, great question. I get it a lot and I have a really good answer. Mentors are people who have paid the price to learn something that other people haven't yet acquired. Does that make sense? Yes. So they have a specialized knowledge or special experience through thousands of hours, probably. And do you think that they want to share this with other people? They actually do. If somebody is enthusiastic and curious and willing and hungry, I will mentor them because I want to see them succeed. I have a mastermind group called M1, March to a Million. I've helped 40 people become millionaires in the last three years because I love to see other people succeed. Think about um, if you've ever helped somebody, uh, or let's say you first rode your bike. It was great riding the bike for the first time, but that time you help another person ride the bike or hit the baseball or do something. There's something amazing about helping other people that fills our soul. Everybody wants to help somebody else. So when you, when you ask a mentor, hey, help me, what you need to give them in return is you just ask them, what do you need help with? I was working in a restaurant with a guy who spoke four languages and I was really not good with people. And I just started, he had two young children. So I did the early shifts for him and I did the late shifts for him. So he could pick his, you know, drop his kids off at school and pick them up and do homework. I, I solved the problem for him in an exchange. He started to teach me how to be really good with people, learn different languages, greet people, be funny, all the things I wasn't as a farm child working with two by fours and goats. So I just offered, just show up, bring them coffee, do their dry cleaning, wash their car, ask them, what else can I do for you? Say, I will do anything. And trust me, they will turn around and they will mentor you. So we found our mentor. How do we make sure that we are moldable? Yeah, so there's a voice inside of us that doesn't like to be wrong. And in fact, we all want to look good and we don't want to look bad in the very least. You trip somewhere and, and you turn around and you blame the crack in the sidewalk because people laughed. That embarrassment or shame is something we desperately want to move away from. So often people start to coach us and we're like, yeah, I know that. No, well, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I got it. What I say is do the opposite. And, 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 and here's what I've done. I can only speak from my experience. One, I'm a very competitive person, very competitive, because I hate to lose because it makes me look bad. And I don't feel I'm good enough. So if I can only win and be the best, then people will think I'm great or greater than my little voice in my head. So I compete really hard. I pay attention and I usually win. 
When I don't, and I come up, up against a worthy opponent, what I do is I ask them for help. I say, oh my God, Whitney, you and I were playing football together and you just turned that way and this way and deked me out of my shorts and then made the touchdown. How did you do that, dude? That was awesome. Like, what's the move? What did you notice about me that was a weakness? And I go into the absolute best student. I just ask questions. I get curious and I start to recognize, tell myself, I don't know what I don't know. I can't win at this right now. Somebody knows more. I am going to be the best student ever. And that's how you know. Are you being a curious, passionate, open student? Or are you going, yeah, Whitney, I know that. I don't know how to podcast. Come on, man. I, yeah, whatever, man. I got this. That's the kiss of death, that voice. You know, so what about those that are like, just can't get past what others think, right? You know, they're so afraid of what others think that they can't take that first step. Yeah, that's a big one for people. So I always like to give resources to people. Don Miguel Ruiz wrote a book called The Four Agreements. And one of them is don't take anything personally. So you need to read that book and brush up on why, you know, somebody else's opinion of you is none of your business. You got to work on some of your, your self-love. Now, we, the reason that we care about what other people think is because we want them to like us so that we don't feel like we're alone. We're back to mattering and belonging. At the end of the day, you can only do you. So you, you learned as a young child, uh, you know, if you go back into the psychology of it, that when you spilt the milk and your mom asked you, did you spill the milk? And you said, yes, and she whacked you or she scolded you or put you in the corner, your brain went, well, that didn't work very well. I don't like that. Next time, do you spill the milk? No, it wasn't me. It was my sister. Sister gets whacked. You go, yeah, that's not so bad. So you start to change your behavior to not be authentic, vulnerable, real, because you're avoiding pain. You don't have a better way. So you got to learn a little bit, first of all, to fall in love with yourself, be yourself, realize that other people are running their programming and, and I've been a critical person for many years. Why? My father was critical. I criticized my kids because I was just downloading the programming. That's something that I've been working on a big part of my life. You know, I'm, a, I'm an intense person. You and I get together and you want me to coach you, I could get in your face and I could shake you up and I could shift some of your programming very rapidly. But you might think I'm a dick. And I probably would be because I would be channeling my father, Right. But if I'm smart, I can read your physiology and I can read what works best for you. Encouragement is a really good way for me to connect and build rapport with you. So it's a, it's a long answer to a very important question, but you got to do the work. You got to do the work on yourself until you get to a place where it matters less. It won't never matter, but it will matter less. So, you know, getting past being so critical of ourselves, you know, maybe you could talk to, talk to that a little more. Yeah. Just pretend you're talking to your dog. <laughs> and really, it's the simplest way for me to say it is, you know, we talk to our dogs and we're like, oh, you could be just so cute. Little baby, you could be, right. And we talk to ourselves. You know, I was just golfing and the guy's like, you idiot. Why do you keep on doing that? Like, this is how we talk to ourselves, right? So the other way you can do it is talk to, you know, your the six or eight-year-old child in you. Or if you're a parent, when you're in your higher self, how do you speak to your children? You encourage them. In my tribe, again, I love acronyms, S-E-C, support, encourage, and challenge. All of us need to be supported. All of us need to be encouraged. But we also need to be challenged. 
It's like a tree. The tree grows in the soil, which supports the tree. If the, rich, the soil is too rich, if you do your homework for your kids and you make their bed and you never have them do anything, you brush your teeth for them, they're going to grow up so soft that they'll fall, their tree will fall over in the rich soil. Mm. So there needs to be enough soil, but not too much. So support. There needs to be encouragement from the sun to grow the tree. No sun, uh, the, no encouragement an individual will, will kill themselves. There's, not, there's no point in doing the work. And then the challenge part is the wind. If you have no wind for a long time and then there's a storm, the tree will be knocked over. If you don't get a child to do any of the work, if you don't do any of the work yourself, then you don't grow the muscle either. So it's the, it's the cocktail of those three that creates the confidence for people to continually um, take action. And I don't even know if that was your question anymore. <laughs> That's good. It's really good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, really focusing on, I mean, you've been so successful in real estate also, and obviously, uh, you know, the realtor side and, and just growing your business uh, with leaps and bounds. Uh, what's been the hardest part of, say, you know, the syndication aspect of your business, um, you know, for you and the business specifically? Well, I would, I would say it like this, Whitney, is people that are struggling are usually stuck on the word how. Most of their sentences start with how. How am I going to do this? How am I going to find the money? How am I going to you know, put people together? And they're stuck at that place. So you got to get past that place. And again, a mentor is a great way to do it. The other people talk about, well, what are we going to buy? They're stuck in the what. What are we going to buy? What city are we going to buy in? What product are we going to buy? Which is a level up. It's further down the road, there's more experience, but it's still stuck in the weeds. Successful people that are doing syndication or running any businesses, you know, uh, Richard Branson, he's not stuck in the, you know, the how or the what. He goes straight to the who. He goes, if I want somebody to run a podcast for me, I'm going to get Whitney. He's the guy. He knows how to do it. He's got experience. And he'll figure out what mic to bring and what, who to interview and all that. I don't need to. I just got to find the who person. So again. I say, you got to go back to who are you going to be dealing with? Who are the people, you know, play at the, the higher level. Who are the people you're going to get your money from? Who are the people that you're going to want to be in business with? Who are the people that are going to be on your team, your legal team and your, and your building inspection team and your realtor team? Build a who, build an A team and the how and the what gets easier and easier over time. Does that make sense? Yes. People start the other way. They're like, yeah, but I got to learn all about it. And that's fine, learning all about it. But I've learned that that's the the shorter way. The better way is to to partner with somebody who's already doing it, be their mentee, pick up their coffee and their dry cleaning like we talked about before, take 10% of the deal, 20% of the deal, or small percentage, much less than you would have before, to garner the experience. So make less mistakes up front and, 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 you know, Pay to earn that experience is what I would say. I know you've you've talked about many things that, uh, like I'm about to ask you, but maybe you can elaborate a little more on the the one thing that's contributed to your success. You know, I I, I would like to say there's a lot of things, but I'm going to choose this one. Is any business you're in, you're in two businesses. So the number one business is the service. So let's say that you run a restaurant, you got to cook the food and you got to serve the people. But the second business that that restaurant owner is in is finding the customer. So most people get all excited about the actual service, right? They're a musician, they play the music, or they're a restaurant owner, or a dry clean owner, whatever it is. Or they, they sell you know, covers for cell phones. And 
but how do you find the customer? So what I did very well was I looked for the customers and I still do it today. I have 36 streams of income. Why? Because I sell other people's products. Because I'm really good at getting into a conversation with people that have a problem. So when I see somebody that's struggling with the problem, I go through my brain and I go, what's a good solution for that? And I go, oh, my buddy's got a, pro- a product for you. Let me tell you about it, right? Most people are afraid of rejection. So they don't want to get into the sales end of it. They don't want to get into the promotion end of it. What they do is they go, oh, well, I'm great at giving massages. So, oh, well, I can't find customers. So I'll go work for this person. Even though they charge $80 for a massage, I get 18 bucks. I don't have to, I'm an artist. I don't have to deal with finding the customer and doing all that stuff. So I was really good every day, no matter what, whatever business I'm in, is to reach out to people and prospect. Mm. Whatever business. And ideally before nine o'clock in the morning. You get on the phone, make some calls, get on social, you know, social media. I go to the Starbucks. I talk to people about different businesses. When I'm in an Uber, for instance, I say, is this your ideal job? They say, no. I go, what would you like to do? And I connect them with somebody or I sell them a product I have. I'm always prospecting, right? So I would say most people, that's probably the biggest area for them is, is every day, wherever you go, if you're passionate about it, like I said to people, if you got the cure to cancer, you know, I don't want to bother people, Rock. I just go to the party. I just want to hang out. I don't want to be all stressed out about prospecting and rejected and get all that. No. If you have the cure to cancer, and I have the freaking cure to cancer in the area of people being broke. I'm really good with money. I'm really good at creating businesses. I'm really good at teaching people how to do that. I don't mind talking to anybody about it because I believe in it and I'm passionate about it. And if you, 95% of the population are broke or struggling with money, there's a chance if I talk to anybody and I'm financially free, I could probably help them. What do you think? I'm positive. <laughs> so I would say get passionate about what it is that you have as a service or a product and then talk to as many people as possible without being you know, totally um, unconscious about whether it's appropriate or not. You, t- you had somebody's wedding, you're not going to start selling the groom on, you know, how to buy a syndication when he's, you know, I mean, uh, you don't have to be an idiot, but you know what I'm saying? It's got to be passionate, right? Use some yeah. common sense. Yeah. And, and I think passion goes a long way and use some common sense. And, and, but so to answer your question is find, find customers every day for whatever it is that you're selling. Find customers. So what are you excited about for your business and your company right now? Maybe what's you know in the future? Yeah, I'm super excited because I've been in the mastermind adventure um, you know, field for six years now. I have one group called GoBundance. We have 200 millionaires that are part of that tribe. And I have now another tribe that I created where we help people become millionaires. And we say whole life millionaire because that's somebody becoming financially free without giving up their health or their relationships. I don't want any 45 or 55-year-old, 50-pound, overweight, heart attack, diabetic millionaire um, attributed to me. What I want is the guy who's spending time with his kids, uh, going on date night with his woman, and is in really good shape so that he can still play with his kids. You know, I'm 56 years old, and I can still golf with my 26-year-old kid. Um, and he hits it a little further than me, but often my score is better than him. So it's, it's about living strong and long for me and figuring out how to win the money game and contribute and give back to the world. 
So um, there's a thing called Operation Smile where we, for every person that signs up to my mastermind, we save one child in third world countries because they have cleft palate and we do an operation for them. And it changes their whole dynamic because they get bullied when they're born that way due to ignorance, et cetera. So I'm excited about charities. I'm excited about making a difference in people's lives. I'm excited about living in Arizona. I'm excited about relationship that I'm in because I've got a goddess of a woman that is just um, really amazing with me and very generous to me. And um, I feel very lucky that, um, that, sh- that I've attracted her and she's attracted me. So I'm really excited about a lot of things. I think it's, we're, in a, we're in great times. We have some turbulence in the market right now, which means opportunities around the corner. I'm sitting on a lot of cash. I'm ready. I'm waiting. My powder's dry. Um, I've got a lot of people that are way smarter than me that, that I listen to. So, um, I mean, I could go on and on about that, but I feel pretty, pretty, pretty fortunate, pretty blessed. To tell the listeners, Rock, how they can learn more about you and, and, and your, your recent book. or your, I couldn't remember if it's, if it's come out yet or not, but tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and your books. Yeah, so I've written three books. Uh, the most recent one is uh, Your Epic Life Blueprint. You can get it on Audible. I recommend that. It's uh, narrated by a different guy than me, but he's got a really sexy voice. You'll enjoy it. Um, you can get in touch with me at rockthomas.com or you can go to any of the social media outlets and just type in Rock Thomas and you should find me. Uh, you'll find some of my free stuff on Facebook and Instagram. I do like to um, do some lives and, and drop some, some tips and knowledge that I think can help people get through the week or through the day. And I'm very passionate about um, you know directing people to resources. So I have lots of people that are, that are really good at different things. And um, that's the best way to get hold of me and, and get into my world and check me out. I've got books and audio programs and all that sort of thing, but you can get my free book when you go to my website. Nice. Thank you so much, Rock, for being on the show and just helping the listeners get past that doubt and fear. And, and you provided great content, great, great value to them. And uh, appreciate the listeners being with us today. I hope you'll also go to LifeBridge Capital uh, and connect with me and schedule a call and also go to our Facebook group where we can all learn from experts and network uh, together and grow our business. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.